Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It's Friday. I ain't got a job and I ain't got... Oh, we're live. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. And it is Friday as we get ready for a great Father's Day this weekend. You know, I, I was asked a question the other day. Who is my favorite sports celebrity in the history, you know, growing up in sports history? Did I have a guy that I idolized growing up? And I said, no, you know, it was my pop. My pop was a fireman for 29 years in Stanford, Connecticut. I never really had another idol other than him. And every time Father's Day comes around, I think about that old Italian dude. Guy was a fisherman, fireman, worked on a cement truck, and all the hard work that that guy did. And really, I used to just look at that guy and just go, man, that's a man's man right there. And you talk about an idol. See, I never really was a dude that fell in love with athletes on the television set. I looked at those guys kind of like the same way I did cartoon characters when I was growing up. I had no idea who they were, what they were. And people in my life were people like my grandpa, the guy who raised me. And so I think of that this week, and I hope you have great thoughts about your dad or your significant one that helped you get to where you are or where you were in your life. So have a great Father's Day this weekend. It's going to be important, obviously. Got U.S. Open, too. That's kind of how I remember it. You know, it's funny. Someone goes, man, do you love golf? I go, no. But you know what I do love about the golf game and what they've done? They completely stayed out of the sports world's, um, you know, radar when it came to, you know, gravitating to anything when it came to the social justice stuff. And for the record, I don't begrudge anybody who goes out and protests. That's all for you, man. I never tell anybody how to live their life. That's not what I do, you know. Hey, vaccinated people versus not. I, I, I don't really care about that. That conversation means nothing to me. You know, I, 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 especially in the state of California, you know, wearing a mask, I think it's like an identity thing. I really do. I think if you wear a mask, it's now become part of your identity. And I think that's why some people are having difficulty getting rid of the mask because it tells you what your political agenda is and what your political affiliation is if you wear a mask, doesn't it? That's what I think it does. Look at John Stockton. John Stockton goes on Twitter and he's talking about conspiracies on the vaccination. And again, I'm not shelling for anybody here, but everybody's got a right to their own opinion. Okay. I'm not going to tell you either way. Hey, do what you are going to do in your own life and what your family feels comfortable doing. I, I have no say in it. And get this, nor do I put my family's, you know, health issues or health history out for anyone to judge. I'm not going to do that. You know, some of these sports leagues, I think they get way out of their shoes when they start talking about, like here, here, for instance, the Buffalo Bills say that you can go, and this is like the county. And they'll never get this passed. The county came out and said that all Bills fans that are vaccinated get to go to the games. Those not vaccinated can't. You can't enforce that. That's not your place. You can't ask somebody for their medical history. That's illegal. It's against the Constitution. Now, you can scare tactic somebody into thinking that. Most people can be scare tactic into that stuff. But you can't tell Bills fans they can't show up to that stadium to watch a game. That's against the law, dude. You know, I, I, and again, that's why I say some of this stuff, again, has become an identity issue. I was watching that man on, 
on the internet. And I'm like, John Stockton, who cares what he thinks? I could care less. The only people that matter in my house is kind of like Dan's world. That's all that matters in there, man. So let's move on. Let's jump in our sandbox here and let's get into our football world here. By the way, we got a packed show for you. My boy, Hall of Famer. Actually, I should say Hall of Fame voter, Jason Cole, will join us and we'll talk to him about all the things as we're just about a month out from going to training camp. We'll get his spin. Also, the head football coach of the Arizona Wildcats. He had a cool-ass spring game. Gronk was the coach. I think Teddy Bruschi was the other coach. And Gronk did something out of a helicopter. I guess he broke the Guinness Book of Records. They dropped a football out of a helicopter from the highest height, and he ended up catching it. I saw it on YouTube, and then I also saw it on his Twitter page. It was dope. I loved it, man. So we'll talk to him about that experience. We'll get everything. (laughs) Hey, man. No, we will not be asking my boy Jason Cole this time. If Julio Jones is a Hall of Famer or not, I'm over that, man. Let's see what he does with Ryan Tannehill. Man, he's Bama honks, man. By the way, Eli Cole with some love on Devontae Smith. I will say this, okay? Besides having Eli Gold say roll tide, you know what he was saying? Devontae Smith's going to roll. And you know what? I take his word I take uh, Merrill Reese's word, too. By the way, you can go back and listen to those interviews with those guys making comments on Devontae Smith. And Merrill's been around him and said that, Dan, in my 50 years covering the Eagles, I've never seen anything as electric as I'm watching right now. And get this, for you to impress Merrill Reese at a minicamp with helmets and shorts says a lot to me. You know, if you're just some sports writer going, this guy or a coach, I don't really believe the coaches because the coaches are all going to do that crap. But if you hear a guy who actually covers the team and is got to be pro-positive on the team, but you don't ever have to say this, that guy's the best offensive weapon I've ever seen the Eagles have. That's pretty much what he said. Go back and listen. Right there on Jacob Media, right there on the National Football Show, you can hear Merrill Reese say that. By the way, also, As I said, Eli Gold made those comments too. So these guys have sold me, man. I want to see him get out there. Let's see if Jalen Hurts is the right guy to pull the trigger, though, to get him the rock. All right. So let me throw this back at you here. You know, this whole story and this whole last three months of this saga that's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, let's let's do this. Would you be willing to take public lashes across the back here with your reputation, if you thought people were going to have a different opinion of you on how you're handling yourself with the organization. You know, I've said this before to you. If you're going to get nasty and you really want to get out of a place, you got to make it ugly. Look at what James Harden did. James Harden completely made it as ugly as he possibly could to get out of Houston, did he not? He made it ugly, man. This guy just basically said, I want out. I don't ever want to play there. I have no intention of playing there. And he wanted out. This guy started eating ding-dongs and stuff. He was fat. He was out of shape. He was going to strip clubs. And then they ended up moving him to Brooklyn. And they actually gave him what he wanted. Okay? But he made it ugly to get out. And you know what? He's got a game seven. He may end up going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who knows? That Nets team, even though they're banged up, they may have end up going out and winning the NBA championship. You surely have the best player in the playoffs in Kevin Durant. That dude was insane in how he played. Maybe not this last game because I think they rested a bit because they wanted to get to game seven and maybe get Harden a little bit more healthier. But, dude, man, I mean, how are you going to look at Aaron Rodgers? Say 10 years from now, 15 years from now. How about this? How do you think Packer fans will look at Aaron Rodgers? You think they look at Aaron Rodgers as the greatest quarterback in the history of that franchise? Now, think of it for a minute. You know, it's easy to go, yeah, you know, prisoner of the moment here and say, yeah, oh, yeah, Sills, he is. Well, hang on here. Hang on here. Before we end up going there, you know, Bart Starr did win five championships during the golden age of Lombardi, too. I mean, when you think of Green Bay, you only think of one name, don't you? You think of Vince Lombardi. You don't think of anybody else. 
Brett Favre over Lombardi? Are you crazy? Well, maybe that's an age thing. But when I think of the Green Bay Packers, hey, I'll tell you flat out, when I think of the Eagles, I think of Reggie White. When I think of the New York Giants, I think of Lawrence Taylor. When I think of the Steelers, are you ready? I, I, I think of Joe Green. 49ers, Montana. There's faces. Hey, when I think of the Dallas Cowboys right now, I think of Jerry Jones. Okay? So it's easy to be a prisoner of the moment here and go, hey, man, you know, I, I look at this scenario here and I go like this. Wow. Without a doubt, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen, and it ain't close. Guess what? I think it is. I think in 10 years from now, Green Bay Packer fans are going to look at Aaron Rodgers as one of the greatest players in the history of that franchise, but they're not going to revere him in the same way they revere Brett Favre or Bart Starr. They're just not. They were. How about this? Would we all agree that when you think of Starr and you think of Favre, those two guys were approachable by Packer fans and relatable? Didn't it always seem that Aaron Rodgers just never fit in? to Green Bay, and like he was just like a California dude parachuted in to Green Bay. And you all went like this, look, hey, man, we're really glad to have this talented guy, but he's really not a Packer. You know what I'm saying? He's really not a Packer. I look at him in the same light as I do many athletes that roll in. Like, watch this. You're never going to think of the Buccaneers as Tom Brady. You're always going to think of Tom Brady as a New England Patriot guy. Okay, Brady's just, he's just renting right now a Buccaneer uniform. You know, that guy is, without a doubt, that guy is a New England Patriot dude. He's just in Tampa now. Okay, so Favre, when you think about him, as we move on from this story, and the more he makes it uglier, there's no question. The more he makes it uglier, the more you're going to go like this because Packer fan is different. Packer fan is like Wisconsin Badger fan. They love the team. They don't fall in love with players. You know what? I'll tell you this too. All the legendary teams that are in the NFL kind of have that mentality when you have a great fan base. You think Steeler fans, they love the players and the coaches, right? You do agree they love the Steelers. Saints, I think it's the same way. Surely the Eagles and Giants are like that. Okay, Eagles and Giants, maybe even the Cowboys. Doesn't really matter who the Cowboy quarterback is. People love that team. So when I look down the, lo down the line of how I'm going to perceive Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go like this, man. He was just a dude that played there, but he never was really a guy where I felt. How about this? You know, when you think of Derek Jeter in New York with the Yankees, homegrown guy, you know, got him out of college. You know, he was a Yankee. You know, Posada, Mickey Mantle, if you want to go back that deep. Reggie Jackson was a rental. Okay. Apollo O'Neill was a rental. Roger Clemens was a rental. These guys aren't Yankees, man. Same thing with A-Rod. You know, as much as A-Rod likes to go around telling everybody he's a New York Yankee, A-Rod was kind of like a gypsy of baseball too, man. He rolled around other teams, Texas, Seattle, New York, you know. Those are gypsies, man. Nothing wrong with it. I think LeBron James is gypsy. He's turned himself into that gypsy. Certain guys, man, they just go in, play their sport, build their resume, and leave. I think Rodgers will be that guy too. Ten years from now, we're going to look at Aaron Rodgers and go like this. Guy was really a great player for the Packers. But you're not going to look at him in the same light as you look at Brett Favre or even a guy like Bart Starr. You're just not. Maybe we'll ask Jason Cole that question. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour. All right. So when you get an opportunity to get a second chance in the NFL, you know, there were times in the last 20 years, I would say that this has really changed a lot because of coaching that's now in the NFL compared to what it was 20 years ago. Look at Sam Darnold getting a second opportunity, okay? And the reason why I think Sam Darnold's getting a second opportunity in Carolina where he absolutely imploded and he was doing nothing in New York. I say imploded because the whole organization was imploding around him, 
and he was just was part of that implosion. How Adam Gase got that job because Peyton Manning signed off that this guy's a great coach absolutely is mind-numbing. You know, he was a train wreck in Miami, and he was a train wreck when he got the New York Jet gig. And pretty every, everybody was like this. When they saw that initial press conference, seriously, man, I thought it was the invasion of the zombies. I was like, who is that dude? Holy cow, man. That's some press conference. This guy's giving you, like, zombie eyes. I was like, okay, well, I hope he's not on anything, man. Good night almighty, man. Adam Gase was a train wreck. So Sam Darnold succeeding in a place like that? Jamal Adams said, I want the hell out of here, man. And the Jets had to get rid of that dude and send him to Seattle because he didn't want to play in that organization. You know, you're starting to see Zion making comments about the New Orleans Pelicans because he's looking around the room going, these people don't win. You know why? They got New, they got New Orleans Saints football people running a basketball team. The Bensons run that Pelican team with the same football people in the room. Not going to win there, man. And Zion knows that. So you look, around the, you look around the room and you're going, wow, okay. You get an opportunity. Hey, look at, and I, I think Ryan Tannehill is the poster child for this. He sucked out loud in Miami. They ran his ass out of there. Former first-round draft choice by the Fens. You know, I always said this about Ryan. I did this. Okay, he's kind of, you know, we're all right. I never thought he was anything great. He wasn't anything spectacular, you know. He was better than Blake Bortles. I mean, and I mean no shade on that, but I just, I never thought he was anything. He goes up to Tennessee and he gets there with Mike Vrabel. They put an offense around him and guess what? You're doing this. Holy cow, this guy can play. And what do they do? They give him a contract where he's making $30 million a year. Ryan Tannehill makes $30 million a year. You know, he makes more money than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's crazy. Makes more money than Rodgers. And you're like, wow, okay. So now you're getting an opportunity to see these second chance guys. And there's a guy right now that's auditioning. And his name is Dwayne Haskins. I said this about Dwayne Haskins, a former Ohio State Buckeye. And I said this when he came out of college. I remember Joe Klatt from Fox Sports going, oh, my God, this guy's going to start right away. He's insane great. And I'm like, dude, I didn't see anything at Ohio State to make me go, that guy's a superstar player. And when Jay Gruden got him, Jay Gruden's a dear friend of mine. He was a former head coach at the Washington team thing, whatever it is. And he said this to me. He goes, Sills, this guy can't play. That's why he never rolled him out there. Couldn't. He just wasn't prepared. He wasn't mature enough. And that was Jay's problem with him. You know who made the pick? The owner made the pick. The owner parachuted in and said, let's take Dwayne Haskins. And Jay Gruden was like, dude, this guy can't play. That didn't matter. So what happens? Fire Jay, get rid of Bruce Allen, and then guess what? Dwayne Haskins is out the door. Now, does that mean that Dwayne Haskins doesn't have ability? Doesn't mean that. What it means is, is that Dwayne Haskins was in an organization of chaos. Now you go to a Pittsburgh Steeler organization and you get an opportunity to go in there and be in a, I, I'm going to tell you this, there is no doubt that Dwayne Haskins had an opportunity to go other places, but he could not have picked a better place to go and to resurrect his career. Because you know why? What is the number one thing they do in Pittsburgh? They believe in stability. They don't believe in knee-jerk stuff. They don't believe in giving contracts to guys ahead of time before they've played their contracts out. That's not what Pittsburgh does. They reward people who produce. They reward people who can show them that they have a massive love for the game. Haskins came out yesterday and said, my number one objective right now in Pittsburgh is to show the Steelers, the Roonies, and Kevin Colbert, and most importantly, Mike Tomlin, that I have a love for the game. You know, when you're on the sidelines and you're taking selfies and you don't know that it's, you know, third down and you think it's fourth down and you're not plugged into the game and you're showing up to practices late, you're showing up to team meetings late, 
You're not vested in that position. Look, being a starting quarterback of the NFL and being a defensive tackle are completely two things socially inside that world of the NFL. Quarterbacks have to act different because quarterbacks get paid different. Quarterbacks are looked at different. Even the backup guys are looked at in a different light than, say, what a defensive tackle, who's not somebody like Aaron Donald. I'm not talking somebody like that. I'm talking about how that hierarchy is inside that locker room. When you're a starting quarterback or you're a quarterback in the National Football League, you're in a position where you could eventually one day have the keys to the kingdom. And so you're looked at in a different light. Dwayne Haskins completely was immature as a quarterback, but it's expected. The poor advice that he got coming out of college, instead of staying in college and letting that green apple maybe mature a little more and ripen a little more. How many times have we seen that where kids come out? Remember they had a kid, Cardell Jones, who came out. He ended up winning a national championship game after a couple quarterbacks ended up going down. Came out way too early, man. College does a really good job at at least doing this, helping you become a leader, helping your maturity. The more you're doing it, the more reps you get at it, the better you have an evaluation of what you can and can't do. So I look, I'm rooting for Dwayne. I thought he was going to absolutely bomb when he was, okay, in Washington. It wasn't because of Dwayne. He went to the worst franchise he possibly could have gone to. That franchise was in chaos. It still is. You know why? Because the owner's still there. You know, you can change all the GMs you want. I do think Riverboat Ron, I think he is a settling force inside that organization. And I think that's one of the reasons why they ended up going on and winning the NFC East last year was because of Riverboat Ron. And I would even make the point to you right now, Riverboat Ron's the best coach in the NFC East right now. Well, you think the guy in Dallas is better, Mike McCarthy? Well, Sills, he's got a ring, really. You think that guy, after what you saw last year, and he had Aaron Rodgers, and you saw the way that guy coached that team last year? Remember something? He was also fired in Green Bay for the way that he mishandled Aaron Rodgers. Nick Sirianni, I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see how he gets out of the gate. Judge in New York, I don't know. You're, you're ready to go like this? That guy's the best coach in the NFC East. Riverboat Ron's the best coach in the NFC East right now. So I'm pulling for Dwayne, and I was glad to hear him say that. I got to prove to people here in Pittsburgh that this is what I want to do, and this is the love of the game. I got to prove that I love the game. All right. What in the world are they doing in Chicago? You know, I said something about Justin Fields, you know, a couple months ago. And I'll tell you what, just like I did with Devontae Smith, I may have to readjust my thinking on this here. I'll explain to you next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. 
Make your vacation your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show with your boy Dan Cilio. We're going to catch up with our Hall of Fame voter. And our NFL insider, Jason Cole. Jason's got a great book out, too. Went to Stanford. What are you doing as a sports dude if you're like a Stanford guy? I don't know. (laughs) I've known Jason a long time, man. Truly one of our friends. And he'll be plugged in with us all throughout the year. So we're looking forward to talking with him. Let me ask you a question here about Justin Fields in Chicago. And, you know, I, I, I know that I went on the Birds And we were talking about this, and I said that Ohio State has never produced a quarterback in the history of that program, which is true. They've never produced a top-flight quarterback where you went like this. Man, that guy's great. I mean, who? Mike Tomczak? Seriously. There's really nobody. I mean, Arch Leister was a first-round guy, I believe, out of Ohio State, the guy who's in jail for gambling and all that stuff and writing bad checks. I mean, Schleister was a train wreck, but they really have not had a bunch of guys at that position, the signature position in the NFL, where the NFL goes to Ohio State and says, let's go get a quarterback. Funny, we were just talking about Dwayne Haskins, and even that thing failed. At least as of today, it's failed. Now, all of a sudden, Justin Fields is going to go up there to Chicago, and he's going to change all of that history in Columbus that this guy's the guy. He's going to be the next coming of, say, um, Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes went to Texas Tech. I mean, right? Nobody ever heard of Texas Tech. What, Billy Joe Tolliver came out of that thing? There, I can't think of very many quarterbacks that went on to the National Football League out of Tech and turned out to be a superstar dude. So here's the deal. This is where I would go then. And I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be a superstar player. I know this. Where are you going with Andy Dalton? Right? You know who that guy is. You think you're going to win yourself a NFC North with Andy Dalton? Now, look, some would say this. Look at Andy Dalton's wins. You know, prior to Cincinnati falling apart his last three years in Cincinnati, this guy won a boatload of games. He did win a couple 11-win seasons. He did. But for whatever reason, Coach Nagy has promised him that he's going to be like the opening day starter. How do you do that? I mean, good coaches in college don't even promise you starts. Good coaches in college do this. Well, we're going to give you every opportunity to be the starting quarterback here in uh, Alabama or LSU or Miami or wherever. We'll give you every opportunity. That's the first time I've ever heard a job given out to somebody. I mean, that's something that people have been criticizing Urban Meyer for giving Tim Tebow a roster spot to try to make the Jaguars. What's different than hearing this? Hey, Nagy's going to be our quarter. How do you know that? What if Fields outplays him in the exhibition season? What if Fields shows up every day to practice and all of a sudden, hey, how about this? I'll even say this to you. 
If Justin Fields is even coming out of training camp, I'm starting that kid. What the hell did I draft him for in the first round? It's like drafting, it's like buying a Ferrari, sticking it in your garage and going, yeah, I'm only going to drive it just occasionally. Take a look at it, though. Isn't it beautiful? Man, this thing's got all the makings of being one of the greatest and, you know, historical Ferraris in it. Well, bro, I want to drive that thing, man. You know, you drive a car or you buy a car to drive it. I know some of these are collector's items, but I mean, dude, I'm not just going to sit that thing in a garage and I'm not going to put Justin Fields on the sidelines. If we're coming out of camp, I'm starting that guy. And I mean, right? So why are you promising Andy Dalton starting gigs? Let's bring in my friend and ask Jason Cole, by the way, got my book here, man. All good here. So we'll talk a little bit. I read a little bit more about it. But yeah, I got through the pictures. We're all good. Jace, how you doing, brother? Fantastic. How are you, sir? Jace, you know, I, I heard Coach Nagy say that, you know, Andy Dalton's going to get the opening day start. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there going like this. Okay, is that just July talk? Or are we really going to do this? If this guy outplays him in the exhibition season, Justin Fields is a starter on week one, no? I mean, things can always change. So, look, whenever a coach says something at this time of the year, I always put it in pencil, not in pen. <laughs> uh, in fact, a coach can say something on a Wednesday about who's going to start on Sunday, and you still put it in pencil. It's not in pen, right? You wait and see what happens on Sunday morning, right? So we'll see. But I think he's trying to take some of the pressure off of Justin Fields, and I don't really blame him for that. I think Justin Fields has a lot to learn about playing NFL-style football coming out of that offense. We have seen lots of other quarterbacks struggle coming out of that Urban Meyer system. I know Urban was not the coach at Ohio State, but they're still running his system. I mean, you look at what Alex Smith went, went through early in his career. Tim Tebow you know, couldn't play early on. Um, yeah. Who was the kid who won the national championship for them a couple of years ago? Cardell Jones. Yeah, Cardell Jones. I mean, he never really learned how to read defenses at the NFL level because that's not what they do. It's a lot of play-action movement-based run game followed with deep passing. It's not an intermediate system, right? That There's not a lot of 15-yard throws to spots um, on the field. That's just not what they do. So Justin Fields may need a little bit of time, and that's okay. I mean, plenty of great quarterbacks have sat for the first year and been and done very, very well. Some, yeah, they're just like Peyton Manning. They take over from day one, and it's all good. But it doesn't have to be that way. Let's get into something that I brought up with Jared Bell of USA uh, Today yesterday, and it's about the COVID protocols. It looks like now what the NFL is doing with these new lax policies for people that have been vaccinated, they're telling you to get vaccinated without telling you to get vaccinated because there's more restrictions still on the people who haven't been. But then I saw the story that was, you know, circling around where the Buffalo Bill fans, if you're vaccinated, you know, you're going to be able to go to the game. But then if you're not, that's against the law, Jason, to ask somebody about their health history. You can't do that. I don't know how the NFL is going to approach fans. I don't know. Look, there's some private business issues here that I'm not sure how it exactly works. So I'm outside the knowledge of exactly what the law can, you know, what a private business can or can't do. Um, publicly, certainly they cannot ask that question, but privately they may ask. I mean, look, I think people are just trying to be as safe as they possibly can to prevent prevent outbreaks. And look, I'm vaccinated. And, and look, I understand the people who are, you know, saying, I don't want to get vaccinated because I'm not sure what I'm putting in my body. I, I get it, okay? But if that's the stance you want to take, hey, do me a favor. Don't hang out around a lot of other people. You know, have some courtesy of, of saying, okay, I choose not to be vaccinated. I will ride this one out. But that doesn't mean I should be going to a stadium with 60,000 other people, right? Like, have a little bit of common sense. You know, legally, can he, they be barred from going? You know, that's a, that's a difficult question. But to me, it's a common sense thing. If you're, if you're a good person and you're thoughtful about the other people you're around and you choose not to be vaccinated, I'm not going to force you, but don't come around me where you might infect me or raise the possibility that I might get infected or other people might get infected. 
Yeah, Jace, I guess where I'm going with this is how's the NFL going to legislate this with all the facilities on weekends where are they going to stand back? Because, you know, the NFL likes to get in front of things here. And, right. you know, I just I'm just curious how you see the league going forward with the fans. It's one thing to do that to the players and I get it. OK, but it's another thing to try to in, instill that policy when it comes to all these facilities, especially when it's outside. And again, I'm not stumping for either side. I agree. I walk into a building. And get this, someone wants me to wear a mask. I don't really care because you know what? If that's courtesy for you, I'm going to do it. I'm not, that's not something I want to stump for. I don't really care. It's not a big deal. I'm going to do it because it makes you uncomfortable. I don't want any issues. Okay. But I'm just curious how the league's going to go about this and really trying to, you know, look at this in a positive way without kind of like getting out of their shoes. Well, they're in a really, they're in a really, really bad situation, right? And they're probably going to follow follow what Major League Baseball has done so far because MLB has a lot of people in the stands and they're mostly following what is the local rule, okay? So in Chicago, you can go to games and it's not a big problem. And we saw a Sunday night baseball game, Cardinals and Cubs, big crowd in their full house at Wrigley Field. It was great atmosphere. You know, they're making a cup chain that looks, you know, goes from the lower deck to the upper deck and they're having a great time, right? Chicago's allowing that. I think California is going to be more lax because they've had greater controls. Some of these other stadiums and other places, other states, you know, how bad is your situation where you're worried about COVID? How, you know, do you still have outbreaks that you're really, really concerned about? Or did you really take harsh measures early on to get it under control and really encourage people to get vaccinated? I think that's where the NFL is ultimately going to go. Because I think they want to avoid the fight that you're talking about. They don't want to get into court with people and say, oh, you know, you know, you're, you're suing us over this and we're trying to tell you what to do. That's not what they want to do. They want to try and avoid that as much as possible. You know, there's a story that I saw yesterday and I, you know, I said that Dwayne Haskins couldn't have gone to a better franchise to try to resurrect his career and the fact that you're going to maybe one of the most stable franchises in all the NFL, and that's the Steelers. And, you know, it's funny he said something that really kind of like, you know, drew my interest was that I've got to prove to the Roonies and Kevin Colbert and most notably to Mike Tomlin that I have a love of the game. Is that code for showing people that he's a mature guy for that position because he showed an awful lot of immaturity? Nobody's doubting that the kid may have talent, Jason, and the, and the, and the you know, Washington team – and the Washington team was a train wreck. But, I mean, do you agree that, you know, this is really about resurrecting whether or not he's a pro? Well, obviously. Look, I mean, he basically wore out his welcome in less than two years in Washington. I mean, he was an idiot, right? I mean, he wasn't professional. He didn't work hard. He didn't help his teammates and, you know, follow protocols. He, he did everything wrong. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of – He's he's got some really basic things to worry about. Like, do you care about being a professional? Do you care about putting the work in? Do you care about your teammates? Do you care about being a leader? Right. And this is above and beyond. Do you just have talent? And and I'll be frank. I don't think he's very good. I agree. Okay. I I, I just you know I think he has a slow release. I don't think he's very accurate. Um, and again, he's a product of that Urban Meyer system, which. Highlights, we're going to, like, hand the ball off a bunch of times. And then, you know, because we've got this power running game, they got to play eight-man fronts, sometimes nine-man fronts. Okay, now we're going to throw the ball over the top. Everybody was fooled by Dwayne Haskins. When you watched him at the, at the combine that year, the release was slow and the accuracy was not great. Now, does that mean that he's done and I don't think he can play? No, I'm not a, a good enough scout to say that. But certainly – when you have questions about your game and then you don't work hard at it, that's a terrible combination. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I look at him. To me, I see Jamarcus Russell 2.0. I mean, I just. Uh, it's not that It's not that bad, but it's. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, say, and I'll say this. Jamarcus Russell could throw. He could, man. And the release was pretty. The, the ball was pretty. And he was a horse. Oh, well, he should have played offensive tackle. <laughs> like, I thought he was. This is my joke is my joke about this is Jamarcus was probably should have been the safest pick in the draft because if he didn't work out as a quarterback, he could have lined up at left tackle. 
Or like tight end. I mean, you yeah. talk about bringing oh. a guy in for tight end, man. That guy would be a beast at tight end. Let me go uh, to I the Browns. Okay. Let, let me go to the Browns here with Baker Mayfield. So the Browns are going to – they picked up the extension. It's yeah. going to be 18-5 for him this year. You think the jury's still out on him that you're still looking if you're Kevin Stefanski? Because if you go back last year, Jace, you know, it was almost like after week eight, you did this. Okay, they decided to just turn around and hand the ball off, and they made sure anytime that they had their back towards their goalpost on their side of the field that they were not going to put Baker Mayfield in a position where he had to throw themselves out of trouble or try to throw down the field because they ran the ball a boatload of times. It just right, seemed they, to me that they're not really sold on him. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but you took away Odell Beckham Jr., right? Yeah. Like, you took away his best weapon early in the season. So the opportunity to do some of the things that you're talking about, take more chances, was eliminated. And they went with things that were going to work, right? Uh, look, is Baker Mayfield proved that he can be a championship quarterback? Of course not. He hasn't won a championship, okay? They haven't, you know, they haven't played that consistently. But I see a lot of promise there. I see, again, I'm not convinced he's a, a, a true player, but I'm not worried about the $18.5 million because I got to see it through at this point in time, right? I got to see through, is he that guy? Um, can he, in a second year with Stefanski, continue to develop? Because so far, I've really kind of screwed up his entire career. I haven't, I, you know, I haven't had consistent coaching. I haven't put consistent talent around him. This has not been, you know, the ideal way to handle a guy's early early career development. So, uh, you know, I'd give it more time. I, look, I always preach patience with with quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's like the people who think that Tua Tagovailoa, and I hear about it from Dolphins fans all the time. There are a certain segment who think, oh, you know, he can't play. He's too slow with the ball. He, you know, he doesn't really move all that well. It's like, hey, look. He was coming back from hip surgery and basically only played two seasons of college football. Give the kid a little bit of a chance to see if he can become the special player and forget the whole Justin Herbert stuff. Like that that's not a fair comparison. Would you let's go to Baltimore here? Would you make Lamar Jackson with these new contract negotiations that are going on? Would you make him the highest paid player in the league and give him more money annually than what Dak makes at 42? Look, I think you're caught betwixt and between. I mean, I'm going to wait as long as I humanly can possibly do it before I give him that contract, but you probably have to give him a contract. I mean, look, I, I again, I have questions about his throwing motion and you know when he's forced into third and long situations, he's not very consistent. But I will also say this, and I had this discussion with somebody a couple of weeks ago. If you're going to build around somebody and build that type of offense, he's perfect. Okay. If you're going to be in the AFC and try and be a consistent contender, he makes you a consistent contender until his legs fall apart. Okay. And what you're basically saying is, look, I'm not going to run the Pat Mahomes offense. I don't have that kind of team. I don't have that kind of quarterback. But I will take my chances sometime that maybe everything falls into place and I beat them once over the next six, seven, eight years while Lamar Jackson is still at the top of his game. Because, you know, good luck trying to find another one. I mean, look at the, the, the history of the Baltimore Ravens, a quarterback. Is that like Lamar Jackson is the best one? He he, he is, but but Jace, here's here's, I'd have a I wouldn't have a problem giving him the annual money. I would have a problem giving him long term money, like five six years, well, sure. or something yeah. like that, because he's a hit away maybe from a disaster where you don't well, know how he'll play the way his style is, and he's got another deficiency. He has yet to show that he could throw a team out of trouble. If you get a lead on that Ravens team, they struggle putting points up on the board because I, I, of the way they I, play. I, look, Dan, I absolutely agree with all of that. The problem that you have at quarterback is go find another one. Right? Yeah, agreed. And, right. And Baltimore's been around for 25 years. How many good ones have they found? No, the, uh, agreed. Hey, sure. finally here, Mike McCarthy and – uh, Dallas, you know, I had this conversation with uh, Brad Sham and I asked him, you know, if he's the right guy. And, you know, he goes, I don't think he's on the hot seat, 
But, you know, when Brad said that, that made me think, is that the guy who's going to go into the season with the brightest seat, at least going into the upcoming NFL season? Because, again, you can, they were going to be one and four anyway with Dak, whether he was healthy or not, if he got hurt in that giant game. They were behind, and they were not – they were giving it up on the other side of the Dan, ball Dan, because there were too Dan. many three and outs on offense. Dan, who's the coach of the, of the Cowboys? <laughs> Okay, it's Jerry. Who's, who's the coach of the Cowboys? Okay, it's Jerry. What is the job of the guy who is hired to be the head coach? He is okay. taking all of the crap that Jerry usually takes, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, he's supposed to be the the guy who's the deflector. Why did did you know Garrett last so long there? Right. Because he took all of the crap um, for the coaching decisions that really are on Jerry, right? McCarthy's fine, okay? I'm not saying he's a great coach. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He's done a heck of a job. And, you know, he's had a really great career, okay? But for what Jerry wants him to do, he's perfect. Yeah. He's not going anywhere, and they're not – And he doesn't. Jerry doesn't want to hire, fire him and pay him off and find another guy. I think McCarthy's fine, you know, unless they're an embarrassment. If they're an embarrassment, yeah. But look at, look at the history of all the coaches since, you know, since Jimmy. You know, they, they all last three or four years. They all, they're all they all there for a while. And why is that? Because they're the guy who's supposed to be the shield for Jerry. They're supposed to be the cape for Jerry to keep him from, you know, taking more, you know, more crap than he already does. And so, right. yeah, he's safe. Finally here, would you take this guy on the cover of your book, John Elway, or would you take Tom Brady in one 60-minute ball game? One sixty-minute game. It's yep. a tough ball, man. Look, Elway's my favorite. It's a, that's a, you're you're asking an emotional issue, and I'm not saying it's it's not logical. But I, look, I went to college. With yes, it is. No, because no. you know not, why not, people not keep. T- no, no, it's not. Stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. People no, tell no, me this don't all. Give me the, wait a minute. Go, don't give me the, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. Listen. The game was no, different I'm then. To you. I'm the game was different you. then, man. Right. You okay. could undress and destroy these guys in the huddle. Right. You think right. if Montana didn't play twenty years the same way Brady did, he wouldn't have two more Super Bowl wins? Joe's body broke down at the very end. The whole right. thing with Young ran. I'm telling you, if these guys played in today's game, you're oh, telling me that Elway could not sit there and put up even bigger numbers than well, what he so did when like he Marino. played. That's like that's like saying the same thing about Marino. Like if you if you gave Marino you gave Marino today's rules, you know, would you throw for six thousand yards? Yes. Yes. He's the greatest thrower of all time. If you if you had Elway in these rules, you know, I, I always look at this. And people never think about this. The average quarterback rating when Elway played in the first 10 years of his career was like about 75. <laughs> Today, the average quarterback rating for the entire league is like 88. Yeah, because you the can't game, kill him. Right. You Yeah, you can't touch him. And that's because the league doesn't want to kill him. They don't want to touch him. Right. I mean, that's just a different game. And I appreciate it. Look, Elway's the most physically gifted human to ever play quarterback. Okay. He's as competitive and 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 tough as anybody. He went to five Super Bowls. He won the last two. He took some terrible outmanned teams in the first half of his career. People always look at his numbers, go, oh, his numbers aren't that good. Did you ever look at the guys he played with? I mean, really? Look at the guys that he played with for the first half of his career? Hey, Jason, I compare him to LeBron James when LeBron James was on um, those sorry-ass Cavalier teams early in his career where there were nobody on the teams and he was taking them to the uh, NBA Finals. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's basically it. And LeBron got tired of it and said, I want to play with real guys and I want to surround myself with a cast of guys who I can win a championship with. And he did. So Elway didn't have that kind of power, especially the first 10 years. And then when finally, after all the years of warring with Reeves, Reeves decided to take Tommy Maddox. That was the end. <laughs> Instead of Carl Pickens. They were supposed to take Carl Pickens that year. Wide well, receiver out of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he took he took Elway's replacement instead of investing. It's 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 similar to what Green Bay did this year, and we've talked about you know before. By you know when they took Jordan Love a year ago, instead of saying, "Hey, let's go get a receiver to help out Aaron Rodgers," why don't you do that? That will help him. Absolutely. Hey, Jace, I love you, man. Don't forget, folks, a relentless life. This is Jason Cole's book right here. Make sure you guys go on Amazon, right? Amazon. Or barnesandnoble.com. You can find it in any of those places. 
You got it. Jace, thank you, brother. Thanks, Appreciate right. it. Sure. Love him, man. That's my friend Jason Cove, Bleacher Report, Hall of Fame voter. We'll take a brief time out. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Salio, top of the hour. I know I've been drag teasing this for the last couple shows, but Big Seal's top 10 NFL players going into the 2021 season as we get ready for training camps in less than a month. You've got Cowboys and Steelers showing up to training camp because they're going to kick it off at the Hall of Fame game. How you doing? We're right here now, folks. You know, I'll tell you, I, 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 when, when you're preparing to go to training camp, now it's a little different today because – they have so many of these OTAs and mini camps now. Back in the day, you had one rookie camp, then you had a, a, a mini camp, then you went to training camp for three months. Those training camps back in the day when I played, honestly, man, two a days, three months, you're there and you're just full out hitting. Now, the NFL Players Association, and because the NFL has started their protocols when it comes to concussions, Make no mistake about it. They stopped that stuff. I mean, I think now the NFL allows, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's 20 full contact practices now. Hell, they're even doing that in college football. You want to know why one of the most important things that used to happen back in the day was that you used to get your body ready for an upcoming NFL season. And just sitting around with 20 hardcore practices is not going to cut it. That's why you see so many injuries early in the season, like ankle injuries, 
high, you know, high sprain ankle injuries on your, on your knees, everything, man, you get all kinds of hip injuries because players are not full go in some of these practices like they were back in the day. And you're not physically ready to get out there and get it on when you have to start the regular season. Now, look, you're, you're more mobile and more moving around, but mini camps and these rookie camps are not going to get you physically prepared, man. It's just, it's just not going to get you ready to prepare. I used to tell everyone, man, hell, right now, this time, if you're not in shape, you're not going to be ready for the upcoming season. Players panic right around this time. You know, players don't take time off. No way. Not right now, man. If you can't do – here, what was the test? There were two things that I had to do when I showed up to certain training camps. One was a 12-minute run. You had to run a mile and a half in 12 minutes, okay? Think about that. You got to be scooting to run a mile and a half in 12 minutes, okay? Especially when you're 280 pounds. And the old Jimmy Johnson tests were 16 110s. You had to make them in 19 seconds, and you only got 19-second breaks. You think that's easy? I think I made it once. And I might be lying, Okay. Majority of the people never made those, man. Skilled guys had to run it in 17 seconds with 17-second breaks. That was the toughest conditioning program. We talked about that with Coach Johnson when he was on the program. And I tell you, it, if you're not in shape right now, that's why most of these players are getting ready and you're doing your last-minute running and you're doing your last-minute lifting because you're going to be tested when you roll into these training camps. And if you ain't ready to go, man – you make the team now, okay? You make the team now. So this is one of the times right now where you're sitting there getting your ass ready to go into training camp. All right, there's a story that I saw with Zion Williamson, and it ties into the NFL and the Benson family. Gail Benson, who took over, obviously, after her husband passed away as the owner of the New Orleans Saints, okay? And by the way, the Saints are one of the greatest run organizations. Oh, and for the record, on Monday, we will have Archie Manning on. And I'm trying to tug his kid, Eli, to come aboard on Monday as well. So we're working on that, but Archie's going to be with us. That'll be at 5.30 Eastern time on Monday. And New Orleans is just a fantastic organization. They do such a great job, okay? Just a wonderful job at running that team. It is a benchmark in that community. Man, we saw what they did after Katrina, how they turned the Superdome into, you know, a place where people could have refuge after the floods and all the things that were going on with all the mayhem. You know, I went back there, the Super Bowl, like that was a few years after Katrina. The place was still theoretically underwater. You saw where Katrina had taken many of the building sidings off and they just still they still hadn't fixed it. The Mercedes Dome, though, was taken care of by the community because you know why? The Dome took care of that community. And the Bensons were front and center, man, along with the Mannings who were from there, obviously, because Archie played there. Well, Zion Williamson from the Pelicans and his family are saying they want out. Why would you want out with such a great family like the Bensons? Here's why. They're not hoop people. They were basically given that team. Remember, they were the old Charlotte team, and then they relocated. Owner didn't want it, sold it. They gave it to him for $300 million. Think of that for a minute. Like four times less than what market. They, they gave it to the Benson family. for. Now they could probably sell it with Zion Williamson on that team. You sell that thing for a couple billion dollars right now. But they're not basketball people. I don't I – don't, I get why Zion wants out. Why would you want to be in an organization that has a football mentality, which looks at you as, you know, you know, when you go to one of these college programs, say you go to, say you go to a place like Florida basketball program gets a lot of love, but come on, man, the football program is always going to be King. Always going to be, or how about here? I'll give you this. Alabama basketball is getting better, right? They're getting better and better. I mean, the, the resources that the football program has brought into the football uh, department and into the athletic department has raised the level of Alabama basketball, right? Still, man, you think anybody in Alabama gives a rat's ass if Alabama wins a national championship in basketball? 
Come on, man. Nobody cares. It's all about that football program. It's all about what Roll Tide does, man, on Saturdays. Not what they do playing on a Thursday night at a Coliseum somewhere in Tuscaloosa. Nobody cares. It's all about that football program. That's kind of how these Pelicans are being run right now. The Bensons are looking at it like, you know, we're kind of losing money. You know, even though we could sell the team, nobody's showing up. Even though you have Zion, who is one of these guys, is Zion the next guy to make the league as a poster guy for it so that you could start promoting the league? Sure is to me. He Look at his followers. This guy had over a million followers when he was at Duke. I heard Coach Yuseski say the other day on another show talking about that this guy's just got the it factor. All right. Well, what are you doing in New Orleans? Okay. Or what are you doing in an organization that doesn't care about hoop? So when I heard him say he wants out, nothing against the Bensons, who I love, man. They got a great organization. But when you hear that, and don't put a reflection, they gave that team to the Benson family, basically. They paid 300 grand for it. 300 grand. Hell, Manny Machado was just signed to a $300 million contract by the Padres. Just to put that in proper perspective, okay? Bryce Harper's making over $300 million, okay? He's making like $340 something, right? His contract is worth more than what the value of that team was when they bought it. That shows you how cheap that thing is. All right, so be looking out for that, man. There's no doubt they need a new owner there. And I don't, I don't blame Zion who wanting out, man. All right. The Big Seals top 10 players going into training camp for the 2021 NFL season. We'll do that next. Plus, Jed Fish, the head football coach of the Arizona Wildcats, will join us in hour two. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. 
It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at LittletonCoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at LittletonCoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.